0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.
1: All right, Jimmy out along with Aaron Renning here on Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network, talking some college football. And ER, let's get right into it and go to the American. Couple of teams a little bruised up from last week. Um, uh, East Carolina went down to two and lost twenty-four to nine. And then last Friday night, Memphis, a heartbreaker. Houston, Uh, touchdowns late onside kick recovery was necessary uh, to complete that comeback so a tough one to rebound against but East Carolina's back home in Greenville minus five here
0: yeah boy I had a uh, pretty sizable bet on Memphis last week that one was tough to take Jimmy Uh, that was uh, I think one of the biggest or maybe the biggest fourth quarter comeback uh, of the season in uh, FBS play but you know that Kind of comes into the handicap a little bit this week where, boy, that's a tough loss to get over. That one's a little bit tough to come back from. But remember, you know, this Memphis program teetered a little bit with Satterfield as the head coach. He could not afford uh, to really lose a game like that. So, you know, the heat really turns up um, on this team, uh, you know, kind of moving forward. So I think this is a tough spot. I think this is a tough matchup. Uh, as well uh, for Memphis. Again, now last week, uh, a couple things to look for. You know, East Carolina last week uh, obviously lose to Tulane. That game was closer uh, than the 24-9 to uh, score would indicate. You know, Tulane's been tremendous uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, all season long. They've been great. I, I really wish I would have bet on that team uh, a little bit more, uh, but You know, East Carolina actually went up and down the field to a certain degree. There should have been more points probably scored in that game. They did throw um, the pick in the end zone, took away seven or kind of reversed it uh, for them. Uh, They actually held Tulane uh, from a running standpoint, shut that run game down. So I I think that they looked better than maybe the final score would indicate in that game. Now, what, what I want to talk about here is the matchup. Tulane has, you know, how they've played defense. They've They've kind of dropped eight guys. They've put everybody back into coverage, especially against a team uh, like East Carolina. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the Pirates love to throw the ball about as much as possible. This is a team that, you know, put the ball in the air 50-plus times, uh, game with the a's at, a's at the quarterback position. Uh, that was very tough to do against this two-lane defense that, again, just kind of dropping guys back, not, not allowing uh, the big play, Uh, whatsoever so they kind of make you go the length of the field hope you make a mistake which they did uh, last week meanwhile Memphis uh, a little bit different here and and really you go back to the second half uh, last week they could not pressure the quarterback whatsoever so uh, you got a team that's not going to be able to uh, uh, put any kind of pressure on the quarterback whatsoever Uh, Memphis does have some talent Uh, In that secondary, but, you know, keep an eye on the status here. They lost their stud safety in the second half uh, of that game last week. It really played a lot uh, in Houston's comeback in that game. Not sure about his, uh, if he's going to be available for this one. Uh, He did get hurt. So kind of looking at the matchup, uh, I think it's really twofold here. And East Carolina could be able to move the ball and put some points up uh, with that big passing game. Uh, meanwhile Memphis gonna have a you know it's actually the strength of this defense is is uh, for East carolina here so uh, I, I don't like the spot here for Memphis I'm going to lay the points with East carolina
1: yeah, a couple of turnovers, couple of interceptions uh, last week uh, at Tulane uh, for the East Carolina Pirates. Uh, a field goal with 409 left to, uh, gave Memphis a 32-19 Tough. lead at that point. So, right. Sorry to uh, you know open up that scab again, uh, ER. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was um, it was it was a, a a wild comeback. And I mean, if they could only gotten Holgerson uh, to overtime where he's taking the ball first uh, right. three times and trying to defend it because the percentage of teams. You, that's, yeah, it, it was one of those
0: games where like 10 things had to go right yeah, uh, for Houston, and they all did, you know, so, but uh, that's the way it goes. But again, it, you know, it's a team a little bit on shaky ground. I've not been that impressed with them to begin with. And, you know, I think they kind of showed uh, their true colors last week against Houston.
1: And keep in keep in mind with uh, Tulane, you just don't know how to how much of a pass, if any, you give for a team being displaced by Hurricane Ida in twenty twenty one. That was supposed to be Willie Fritz's best team at Tulane. I think the way they're playing this year, uh, you could give you know, kind of give them a little bit of a pass, a lot of a pass on that. Yeah. They're way better. Oh, uh, no, they're and, good. Uh, they're, they're right at their win total already uh, midway through the season. Very disciplined on defense. Went four games before they got a penalty on that side of the ball. Let's go to some of the totals, and let's look at uh, Indiana and Maryland. Maryland loses a heartbreaker against Purdue. A two-point conversion needed to tie it up and send it into overtime, but just seconds to go some reason, uh, the interior lineman is in the end zone blocking. Uh, Legal man downfield, it was the right call. They push him back. They don't make it. So, Indiana uh, going to College Park to take on uh, Tua's little brother and those explosive receivers. Total here is 61.5, ER. That's what you want to discuss.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I think I've uh, used the Maryland uh, over the total quite a bit uh, on the podcast here so far. I'm going to stick with it. Barely got there last week. Pretty lucky to get there. Uh, in that Purdue game. You know, it's interesting. You know, you look at, uh, you know, this Maryland offense, obviously got a a sleeper candidate at the Heisman Trophy at the quarterback position, got a ton of weapons to work with. They have not hit a a lot of big plays. They have not hit a lot of explosive plays. I still think that can change and uh, really help and open up uh, this offense. For whatever reason, that just hasn't happened uh, so far. But, again, this team is uh, very capable uh, of hitting – Uh, those big plays. So I still think this offense uh, has some value here going over the total. You know, Indiana is, you know, kind of an interesting uh, team. There's really no team in college football uh, that's playing about as fast uh, from a pace perspective uh, that the Hoosiers have played so far this season. Some of that is, you know, the incomplete passes. They're throwing the ball uh, a ton, but, you know, again, that's generally conducive to some overs, and it just has not happened. Uh, you know, if, if you've watched the totals here for the the Hoosiers in the betting markets, they've been getting bet over just about every single game so far. They haven't cashed. Uh, I've kind of stayed away from it. I haven't gotten involved because again, uh, they just haven't been that efficient, but you would expect perhaps uh, as the season moves forward against a little bit weaker competition. Now, they've played uh some pretty good defensive teams obviously Illinois, uh Cincinnati and Michigan. Uh, a little bit of a drop off in that regards uh from Maryland. So, hey, this is a team that's going to put the ball in the air 40-50 times. They're going to play fast. Uh you know, if we can get uh, you know, the full 60 minutes whatever have you of that game, I think uh we got a good chance to get this game over the total.
1: I I didn't uh I didn't realize that it's a great point um you think of and maybe, you know, uh, opposing teams are playing in Maryland because they, they're well aware of their explosive, uh, explosiveness yeah. at the wideout position. So maybe a little bit, you know, uh, a little softer in coverage, not uh, getting beat up, up top. Uh, two is yards per attempt to kind of down yards per completion. But Indiana is number two in the country behind Texas Tech in snaps yeah. per game yeah so number two in the country I, I don't think of Tom Allen as being that, that tempo type of guy well they brought in well, they,
0: yeah they brought in Walt Bell who was uh what was he head coaching at okay. uh, UMass and you know he's supposed to be this offensive guy and that's the way they they wanted to run and I've kind of watched them to see if they want to kind of try to slow things down to maybe help this defense and maybe help this team overall but well, they haven't they they keep throwing the ball and and slinging it around, so I'm a little, you're right, I am a little bit surprised with how they play, but they have just not really wanted to change things, if anything, uh, playing just as fast as they did to start the season. Well,
1: if you're going to bet uh, college totals, uh, mm-hmm. either way, I think you got to look at uh, pace of play, I mean, because it's so varied uh, over right. the uh, 131 uh, D1 schools. All right, last pick of the week, another total looking at Nebraska and Purdue. Mickey Joseph, not a great debut, but they won a couple of games now. And I'm sorry, but Nebraska any games you could win uh, these days are important. He's trying to play himself into some consideration for that job and take the interim tag off. Here's a big one now: Nebraska and Purdue total is 56 and a half.
0: Uh, yeah, I came in uh, under the total here. Purdue, really interesting team to to kind of handicap and figure out. You know, if you if you've watched their games and, and and uh, kind of paid attention to what Purdue has done every game it It's been kind of fluky how some of these games have been higher scoring games again, if you've watched Purdue that you know you kind of think of an offensive team not very good defensively, it's kind of flipped uh right now. They just have not been that explosive and efficient uh from an offensive perspective. You know that first week against Penn State, which went over the total. Again, a little bit fluky. Remember Penn State got that touchdown uh, right before half to kind of open the game up. It wasn't a ton of yards uh, in that game. Remember the third week against Syracuse where, I mean, it was a low-scoring game, really a dead under, Yeah. and then all hell broke loose uh, in the fourth quarter, Jimmy. Um, I, I mean, there was a ton of points scored in the fourth quarter. There was penalties, mistakes, fumbles, turnovers. Very fluky that that game got over the total. Even last week, um, uh, again against Maryland, I had that bet uh, that game over the total. I, I felt like I, I, you know, you, you're always happy when that happens from a betting standpoint. Felt like I kind of stole that one. It was, it looked, uh, it was a high scoring first half, uh, then it slogged to kind of nothing in the second half. And again, just kind of the way it worked out in the end. Uh, Purdue got the ball back. They were really trying to run the clock out. They ended up scoring a touchdown. Maryland uh, went back and scored uh, in the end. You know, put up an extra kind of 14 points in that game. So, this defense has played well uh, for Purdue. And, you know, you look at Nebraska side of the equation. Obviously, uh, with Frost there, uh, this defense was lost. Uh, They couldn't stop anybody. I mean, they couldn't stop Georgia Southern. They couldn't stop Northwestern. What that has created, obviously, Oklahoma as well. I mean, it's crazy when you look back at it, Jimmy, for this Nebraska team. You know, uh, Northwestern's done absolutely nothing uh, after they beat Nebraska. Uh, Oklahoma has laid a complete egg uh, since they played Nebraska. But I think this is a little bit different Husker team at the the standpoint. After they got beat by Oklahoma, they had that week off. They made a lot of changes uh, with what they're doing. Now, there's still a lot of issues. There's going to be a new coach here. Uh, in the end, but you know, they moved the to the you know, they fired the defensive coordinator, they brought in a guy that's uh, kind of a David Aranda guy, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, that defense has been pretty good the last couple of weeks, very good last week against Rutgers, did enough to stop uh, Indiana that first week. So, I think this defense. Uh, has improved tremendously. They've also kind of slowed the pace down a little bit here, Jimmy. They've they've played at a slower pace without Frost and, again, trying to help that defense. So uh, I've gone and I've played uh, their last two games under the total. I played the game against Indiana under. I played the game last week against Rutgers, a dead nut. Uh, easy winner for that. So I got to go with it here. Uh, going to kind of ride it out, uh, play this game under the total.
1: Nebraska under 56 and a half. And, uh, yeah, you talked about that game. Was, uh was uh, Purdue in, uh, you know, the uh, Purdue-Maryland game, uh, scoreless uh, in the third quarter yeah. before they scored 26 uh, in the fourth. And so, because it looked like Maryland was tied, looked like Maryland was going to win it with a late touchdown, just minutes to go. And then Purdue scores two touchdowns, and Maryland goes all the way down the field. So a crazy game. Crazy game. Maryland did miss that extra point though uh, when they took the lead right. uh first. And so that set it up where they had to go for two uh at the end. So ER's top three college picks again. Uh, uh East Carolina, uh minus five at home against Memphis. Indiana, Maryland, uh over sixty one and a half. The Indiana Hoosiers. Think about this. Maryland should be the high powered up tempo team, it seems like it's Indiana that plays the second fastest pace uh in college football. And in the Nebraska Purdue under fifty six and a half. A little transitioned of mid season when interim head coach Mickey Joseph. For uh, Aaron Renning, I'm Jimmy Odd here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.